This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. In today's episode of Entrepreneurs Get Visible, I'm talking with a good friend of mine who I met on a mastermind. And we'll get onto this and how we met and how that relationship has developed over the course of not just this episode, but when this guest grills me on my own show in just a couple of weeks' time. So I am introducing you today to Amy Rowlinson. Amy and I met as part of a mastermind. And at that point, Amy was focused on training people within the property space and was co-host of the Property Vault podcast, which was a number one show. Amy, as we went into lockdown, knew that she wanted to take a bit of a change in what she did. She wanted to have a better focus around her work and do something that felt really meaningful. So she went back to basics and thought about what's her why? What is it she really wants to be doing? And as a result, it all became crystal clear. She realised she wanted to help other people focus on their why. And as a result, launched a podcast called Focus on Why, which has had incredible success across the charts in iTunes and Spotify. So I'd love you to meet Amy. And what I want you to know is that she then grills me in return on my very own show as part of my 100 episode celebrations. So that particular episode with Amy will be where she interviews me and asks me all sorts of deep, slightly uncomfortable questions. So you might hear a slightly different side to me than I normally show you. And that episode will be out on Friday, the 3rd of July. Now, as I said, Amy and I met as part of a mastermind, and it's no secret that I adore masterminds because not only do I meet amazing people who bring in a whole different networking element and help me reach more people, but I develop close personal relationships and friendships that I just couldn't have accessed in any other way. But not only that, a mastermind has helped me have more focus, more accountability, more clarity. So I want you to know that I have decided to open my next mastermind and applications are now open. Now, this mastermind is going to take place online over six months. We're going to be meeting weekly. You're going to have lots of support from me. We're going to be bringing in some amazing guest experts, lots of training, lots of hot seating, lots of accountability to take you from where you are now to getting the results that you want. But this is by application only. And I want you to know that I'm only taking on people who I believe are actually ready. I'm only taking on people who I believe actually want to get those results. So this is called the Action Taker Mastermind. So if that speaks to you, you need to head over to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash mastermind to find out all the information. And the deadline is the 6th of July if you want one of those highly coveted spaces. So I hope you love this episode. I love Amy. I love the way what she brings to the world, what she brings to her work. So let's head over and get on with the show. I'm delighted to bring on today my very good friend, Amy Rowlinson. And Amy and I met during a mastermind with Rob Moore. And it's fair to say that over the last 18 months, we've both grown and developed. 
out. And Amy, uh, as we're, um, you're going to find out a lot more now, has gone on and had some massive changes and shifts in what she's doing. And one of the things that I'm excited to tell you about today is her podcast, Focus on Why. So, hey, Amy, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Hi, Anna. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. So, Amy, we, we met when we both had very different businesses. Would you like to share a little bit about what you were doing when we we came into each other's worlds and where that's led you to now? Absolutely. So we met back in March 2019 and we were on a mastermind with Rob Moore talking about branding and marketing. And I had gone to that particular mastermind with my business partner at the time and we were working on putting together a property education company, a training company. We were both doing coaching and we just wanted to build a space that we felt was teaching people about the practical side of property. And we looked to Rob purely because he had a background in property. We knew that already. That was great. Dan had done several of his courses before. I had not. I had literally never seen him before until the one time that Dan took me up and we literally signed up that day to go on the course with him. And then I became very aware of how prolific he was in social media and understood what he was about and why branding and marketing was a good thing to get involved in. So we followed steps that we that Rob had spoken through with us. We'd had a one-to-one with him. And then we also went through all of the sessions and we put into action everything. And one of those was to set up a podcast, which we did. And we also set up training days and various sort of group sessions, which we did as well. The podcast was very successful. We were running it for a whole year and that took me to this year, March. And then lockdown happened and things changed. That first podcast was doing very well with you and your business partner. And in fact, I've been a guest on that and you were a guest on my previous podcast, Inspiring Success. That's out there. So what, let, let, let listeners know about that because I think that's an important part of your journey. It really is. Thank you. So the Property Vault podcast was, when I last checked, it was in over 82 countries and we'd had thousands, tens and tens of thousands of downloads. What was really good is there's a real mixture of episodes that we felt were important. They were the practical side of property and they're still there. You can go and listen to them there. If you're looking at starting or scaling up a property business and just looking for some help, support, those episodes are really, really good because we we get down to the, the sort of deep dive into each episode and we really strip back some of the things that people don't talk about on property education courses. That podcast, Amy, then gave you gave you a platform, which is something you'd not really considered before. What did that enable you, that journey behind the microphone? Yeah. So I I had a Facebook account and I had a very bare LinkedIn account that I'd used when I'd been working before. And I didn't know what Instagram was. I didn't have an account. I had a Twitter account, which I'd use because the kids, I I get various information through. So I I had some online visibility, don't get me wrong. I, I was not afraid to post a few photographs of holiday pics and things like that. I had no idea really of, of how to use it from a business perspective and how to be visible from a business perspective. And Dan had been doing hundreds of lives. I mean, literally, because I didn't have many friends in my feed, it was literally every other post was Dan doing another live. 
I didn't do lives. My first one I did, I was sideways for the whole one, but it's still there. You can go and check me out. Uh, And then I started doing lives every week promoting the podcast. And I was really comfortable in doing that because I was talking about something that I knew would be of, of assistance to people. I knew they'd find value in it. So I had a, a, an idea, a, a purpose of why I was doing it. It wasn't just about me. It was how I could help other people. That podcast opened up and that business opened up lots of opportunities for you that you'd never envisaged. So talk about what that meant for you. Absolutely. So I'd already run a mastermind myself. I'd been, I've been running a, a women's mastermind for property. There's 22 of us and we, we get together every month. And I've been doing that since January 2017. Now, with Dan, we started putting together some courses. We put together some really interesting and thoughtful processes in property. And I got asked to speak on a big stage in last September for a lady called Anne Wilson, who's the Welsh chef and not the Welsh <laughs> chef. I can never get it right. It always sounds like I'm talking about someone from Wales, but no, it's the wealth, talking about wealth here. So, and that was fantastic because that was the first time that I had stood up in front of. I think it's about 400 people and talked about my journey in property and what I could do, but also help other people get started. And that was an incredible leap for me of being visible, of being out there and showing what's possible, how I'd started my business. And that that had a strong driver. And I'm sure we'll talk about why mm. I, I did start in property. But for me, Working with Dan and doing what we did over the last sort of 18 months has been incredible because it really has opened my eyes to so many different worlds. And I mean that from a perspective of business because I'd been out of working for 12 years raising children. I'd gone back part time for two years working and, and sort of with a project management startup company. I did their branding and their marketing but from a very different perspective to what I now understand and brand, with branding and marketing. To be fair, technology has changed a lot in the, in the space anyway. So there's a lot of things that have evolved, um, as have I. And that's what I want to come to, because now you are doing something very different, but using the mediums that you've learned all about. So tell us about your podcast now and what that represents for you. So the reason why this podcast came about was because Dan and I decided to stop doing more episodes for the Property Vault. But I loved podcasting. I loved engaging with people and I loved being able to help people on a global scale. And it just felt right for me to want to continue. But I wanted to go bigger there's more about me personally than just property. It's a very important part of what I do. But for me, what I do in other spaces was more important. And that's why I spent a week having sort of gone through a huge amount of brainstorming, trying to work out what it is I wanted to do and why I wanted to do that and who I was going to help in the process. And I literally woke up one morning with the focus on why I Googled and checked it was available as a, as a concept, as an idea that someone else hadn't done it as a podcast or got the domain. And I just literally flew downstairs, started designing the concept and just got it up and running. So your podcast now is called Focus on Why. And I think what I love about that title is, you know, before you get started, what it's going to be about. Why does it matter to focus on why? It matters. What what you do and why you do it matters so much because for me, if you don't have that understanding of, of why you are 
living in this world. You're just existing. And what I mean by that is that you can be living a life of autopilot, being busy in the melee of life as we all get caught up doing. And having a time at the beginning of lockdown really made me understand that a lot of people who were out there were really struggling with the changes of of the way that life had sort of thrust upon them. And it made me realize that I wasn't struggling. And why wasn't I struggling? And that's because I'd spent the last four years doing huge amounts of mindset work, huge amounts of understanding what it is I was doing and why I was doing it, that I was had that focus and I had that luxury. And I do call it a luxury because I'd, I had had the time to be able to spend on that. And a lot of people don't spend that time on thinking about what they're doing. They're just running on autopilot 100 miles an hour. So lockdown for me gave me the ability to sort of, again, take some more control and think about what it was I was doing. And it just made sense to to deliver something that I'm so passionate about. What I loved about it, Amy, was we were in conversation during that week at the beginning of lockdown. And it was once you allowed that inspiration to hit you, and I recognize myself in this, once that inspiration has hit, you go for it. And it's like the brakes were off. So just talk about what happened then as you got that show out there, because you did it quickly. And you did it powerfully. You've just given me goosebumps because it just, it was exactly that. I just knew as soon as I had this idea and I'd had some other concepts as well in in between and it just, they weren't quite lighting that sort of fire. They weren't really sort of giving me that rocket. And then, oh my goodness, this rocket just, just needed to launch and I had to hold it back. I reached out to a couple of people that first couple of days after I'd had the idea started to interview people before I'd even got the concept running and they trusted me in the process. They hadn't even heard of me, but I reached out to some other people and it was just, okay, this has got legs. And after a couple of the interviews, I know where this is going. I can see this as a show. I could, I could understand the shape of, of how the interviews were going to be done. Now I have to give some back reference because you said it happened very quickly. Now, okay. So I'd already had a show for a year that helped understanding how to run a podcast, understanding how to interview people. Talking about interviewing people, I used to be a recruitment consultant. So I have interviewed thousands of people in my time and understood how to get the most out of people because they would then go out and work for me as a temp. So that's how I had that really good relationship with people. Mm. So for the year I'd just spent with Rob Moore doing branding and marketing, that really helped. Having somebody behind me who understood a little bit more about podcasting than I knew, hence the conversation we had with you. We had a conversation where Amy was like, well, I've done a show for a year and I just said, there's things you don't know. And I know that there are things you don't know because I didn't know them. Trust me, just come in for a month, do the trainings and it'll be worth it. And yeah, 100% was that the most valuable thing I did because I did learn things that I didn't know. As with everything in life, you don't know what you don't know. So listen to people who say, I can help you because they can and they did. And thank you very much, Anna, for that because it definitely propelled that rocket. So idea, let's give some concepts of timeline. Idea was on the 1st of April and the podcast was launched on the 30th of April. Now, it wasn't supposed to be that. It was supposed to be the 4th of May or May the 4th be with you. Star Wars fans in the room. May the 4th was supposed to be the launch date. However, knowing what I now know because of being on the podcast membership, 
I knew that I had to go, go, go as soon as iTunes said yes, yes, yes. So there it was. It was launched on the 30th of April. And my goodness, that was an absolutely mental day. It was so chaotic. I, I actually forgot to even check the charts. And it was only when you messaged me sort of about eight o'clock in the evening. And I was just, just having a really nice dinner and celebrating the fact that it had launched. That you're like, uh, do you realize you're doing quite well in the charts? I said, oh, I forgot to look. <laughs> so I was busy screenshotting that evening and yes, I hit number four in the entrepreneurship charts that day. So thank you again for that. Which is incredible on day one. And and, and not only that, you have managed for a very a consistent period to stay in the top charts, which is amazing. So I would imagine, I don't know your downloads and we're not going to get into the figures today, but I would imagine because you've then been promoted by iTunes and Spotify, that you've got a lot of organic reach that you would not have got yourself because those platforms have promoted you. And it's bizarre because I was so focused on on pushing out the podcast. I forgot what was going to come back at me. And what's come back at me has been hundreds, if not now in the thousands of messages of, oh my gosh, I love the show. Thank you for inspiring me. And in my first episode, I I said that if I inspire one person and somebody takes action because of this Mm -hmm. podcast, then that is mission accomplished. And when that message came back at me and said, I've taken action because I've been inspired by your podcast, I burst into tears because it just, I was like, oh my goodness, that is everything that I wanted this podcast to be. And this is me recording a podcast that I knew would make a difference. And it is making a difference. What was it that made you cry? Just the fact that someone had taken the effort to come back to me and say, thank you for this podcast. Thank you for inspiring me. And the fact that it evoked action because that is what I'm about. I don't want people to lose their days, lose their life because we only get one life. And I just see so much potential in people and so much ability that is wasted because people aren't exploring that. And I know that that's the case because I'm that guilty person as well. I have been, I'm not anymore. So let's go into that then. Why is it important to you? And for what reasons is it important to you that you help people focus on their why? Why does this matter? It matters because there is taking responsibility of your own life is actually very liberating. It's a bizarre thing, but it really does enable you and empower you to achieve what you desire. And but unless you understand that you need to take responsibility for that and understand that it is only going to happen if you make it happen, you know, no one's going to hand things to you on a plate. I mean, occasionally you might be lucky here and there, but you actually have to work for things. So understanding that you have the ability to define your own purpose and then stand by that purpose for me has been the most exciting thing. And I didn't know about that. It wasn't, you're not taught this. This is not something that you get told at school or even later. You have to go out and find these books. You have to inspire you or to understand how this works. It may be that a mentor or a coach helps you along the way. But for, for me, I had to go the hard graft and find all this for myself. So now I'm just trying to pull in as many resources and enable other people to be really passionate about what they're doing. Now, a lot of people have a, an issue with that word passion, like follow your passion and you must work in your passion. And I do agree that to a certain extent, that can be a dangerous concept. I was talking about it with someone the other day that actually you can't just sort of say, oh, I love this and I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to do. 
there needs to be a lot more to that. You, it has to be a, a gravitas to why you're doing it. And because if you're not motivated from a really deep position, then it's, it's going to be hard to wake up every day and follow that passion that you think it might just be a hobby. So you might want to do it as a hobby, but there might be something else that you need to do that you're very good at. Now, there's a concept called Ikigai, which I've stumbled across. And it's the Japanese art or secrets to living a long and happy life. And I love this concept because it just makes sense to me that if you do what you love and what the world needs and what you can be paid for and also what you are good at, then those overlapping circles combine your passion with your mission, with your vocation, with your profession. And in that centerpiece is your ikigai. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I think you are. I have a book on it that I've never read. It's a beautiful book and it it was given to me as a present. And you're actually making me think, that's the book. She's holding up the ikigai. I can't say either. What's the author of that book? So there are two authors, Hector Garcia and and Francesc Mural. And I've actually got Hector coming on my podcast next week. So I'm going to ask him. (laughs) how do I say the book what I want to delve into is where were you before you knew that you had to dig further what was life like for you I think there's been several points about that the first point was I didn't know I needed to dig so what happened was my husband was working in a job that he wasn't particularly happy with and I knew that I had to do something. So I went and got a job, but then that wasn't going to earn anywhere near enough money to make a difference. And it was actually taking a lot of time from me. So I then had to think, okay, well, what else can I do? And it was then I realized that it'd been staring me in the face all this time because I had already had an investment property. I could actually think about how I could get some more of those and get, I'm not going to call it passive income because it's not true. It is an income. It is an income stream, but there's you're not sitting back with your feet up on the sofa. No, they're certainly not uh, as, as passive as it's made out to be. So, but it is an income stream all the same, and it is one that you can do without actively having to go out to work every day. So that's the passive side of it. So I spent the last three years really working hard on delivering that, and my husband retired from his job last October. And that has allowed him now to pursue things that he absolutely loves. He's now playing golf. He he does a huge amount of voluntary work coaching rugby. And he absolutely loves that. It's frustrating him at the moment because he can't sort of help all those kids at the moment, but he will go back to that as soon as he can. And that means that he's now, he's working on the property side, which has given me the time to dig more. So the digging the question that you had is like, how did I know to dig? Well, I didn't. And then then I did. And then it's a case of, oh my gosh, I've got lots more that I can do now. Were you unhappy before you began that digging? I was unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. I was not unhappy. There was definitely, I didn't really, I knew I I needed to do more, but I didn't know what. I I spent probably the best part of the children's formative years thinking about how I could earn money. What I ended up doing was doing a huge amount of voluntary work because that meant I, I was fulfilled. So I was I worked for a year and a bit before the Olympic Games started on helping train up games makers and things like that, and I, I did a big uh, cricket voluntary work with our local cricket club. I've been social secretary there. I've, I've organised rugby festivals and taken hundreds of kids on rugby tours. So I've, I've been very active. I've done a lot of fundraising for cardiac risk in the in the young. So there's there's lots of ways I've been active, but this is what I'm doing now is probably the most fulfilling work that I've ever done. What do you think brings fulfillment through focusing on why? 
I think when you are in alignment with your true values, when you are working and operating from a position of your absolute true, this is what I'm meant to be doing, then at that point, you realize that everything else just makes sense. And I think I know that you've been on a similar journey because we've we've spoken about this on on your podcast when I interviewed you. And when you have got that purpose and you understand, I, I now know that it's all about helping people. It always has always been about helping people, and it's always been about learning. Those are my highest values in terms of helping others and learning and growing and excelling in those fields. I've always been a high achiever in whatever I've done. But now I know that this is what I need to be doing. And it has some meaning. Yeah. It's interesting what you say there. Before, Amy and I know each other very well. And we had a conversation before we came on about the fact in my business, I feel now that the word alignment sometimes I think has a a negative connotation in the whole kind of woo-woo and spiritual side. But what I mean by that in this context is that in my business, I have realized that my entire backstory, everything I've done has led up to now. And because of that, I can then step forward confidently and fearlessly, bravely, maybe that's a better word, bravely and endlessly. So so for me, I've had, you know, many different things that I've done in my life. I'm a trained performer. I've worked in audio and I've, for some people that might feel that the same thing, but to me, it isn't. They're different worlds. And I've run multiple businesses that haven't worked. And, you know, I've written a book and I podcast. And now, and the, the but also that kind of whole NLP that I talk about a lot on this show, that, that opening myself up to my own potential and that drive to help people do that for themselves. I feel now that all my work is congruent. All my work is in alignment. And because it stacks up. And I I think that's what I'm seeing and sensing from you, Amy, is that three years ago, if someone had told you you would do a podcast about focusing on why, you'd probably have thought they were nuts. Yeah, 100%. I didn't even know about the personal development shelves until I started on my property, professional property investing journey, which was 9th of September, 2016. That's when I started. So that was when I started, oh my goodness, I need to read some books. But what I found was I wasn't reading property development books. I was reading mindset books. Now, why was I reading mindset books? It was because my mindset was not ready to take on this journey of of building a business. And I was was thinking too small and I needed to learn how to think big now and, and be visible because all of that is part of what I had to do. Now, I didn't have a problem with being visible in a a sense of being, meeting people, going to network events, being very confident in that space. And then it was translating, how can I put that into a virtual space? So online, how can I be as as honest and meet just a normal, authentic Amy online? Mm -hmm. And that took a little while to sort of craft. I love writing. That's that's where my, my passions are and being able to write show notes and write posts. Oh oh my goodness, I could do that all day, every day. And I I do often do that all day, every day uh, because I do ping out of bed and I do crash into bed at night and I have two modes, which is on and off. And so, (laughs) yeah. yeah. On Um, and I've collapsed. (laughs) Yeah. Normally after a glass of wine on the sofa, to be fair. (laughs) 
And people say to me, why don't you slow down? I don't want to slow down. I love what I'm doing and I feel purposeful and I feel like I'm fulfilled, fulfilled through doing what I'm doing. Why would I stop? And I literally, this this Sunday has been the first day since in probably the last two and a half months that I actually took an afternoon off and had the computer off the whole day until I got a message on my phone and someone said, oh, I can do your podcast tomorrow. And I was like, so I, I ping, had to ping some information across to them. But other than that, I spent the whole day just reading again. And I, I do a lot of reading. Reading for me is that thirst for education is just so important. And I, I listen to podcasts. I listen to books on Audible. It used to be when I was driving, well, there's been no driving. So, and, But now I'm filling all of my time with people recording these podcasts and of course doing some coaching you know <laughs> that, that that's still there as well but the podcast has just taken over and you've had phenomenal success as a result of that but one of the things that I've really enjoyed about being a guest and uh, listening to your show is the depth the depth that you take people to and I think that's a skill in itself and I'm going to give some hats off to Amy here Amy has interviewed me for my own show because I was so she took me to the right places in her on her own podcast focus on why and I knew that as part of my 100 episode celebrations I wanted to release slightly different content and so I asked Amy look I, I need you to ask me some insightful questions because I want to share that with my audience and I think having someone dig around in that for me is going to help. So I think I'm not sure which ep- which way round these episodes are going out. So if that what that episode is going to be either 103 or 104. So it's either just happened or will be coming very soon. So Amy is very insightful and there's a real again just the, the depth to it. And I do think that that takes skill and listening to some of the other episodes your your whole concept allows people to slow down, take stock and, and go inward. And I think it really resonates with a lot of my NLP journey is that when I go inward and think about what I'm doing, what meaning it has, it makes everything else easier on the outside. So I talk about getting visible, but why do I do that? I do that because the first thing you have to do is be visible to yourself, see who you really are, see what you want to do. Where does that light need to switch on so that everything else is easier? And then you can put yourself out there with with ease or with much greater ease, do all the social media mechanics and podcast or video or whatever you decide to do because you know why you're doing it. And it's not just for you. And it's not about vanity and it's not about ego. We're human. So those things come into it too. And Amy and I are both highly competitive. So give us some stats or some goals and we will go running at them. (laughs) I think that's why we get on so well. There's a lot of similarity in that. But when you know that why, things do become easier. What's been the greatest thing that's happened for you as a result of that show? So there's been several, but I think for me, it's that initial response after someone's just recorded their episode and they said, oh my God. That was just was incredible. What an experience. And one person, even in the middle, it was just Chris Leake, he said, what are you doing to me? And it was, it, he broke down several times retelling his journey of the, the incredible Enduraman arch to arc journey that he went on. It's an incredible challenge. But the reason why is when people are talking about their why, it's so personal and it means so much to them. And the process of sharing that is incredibly reaffirming. People really understand either in the preparation before the show, during the show, or reflecting after the show, 
what that has actually done for them. And so it's been quite a an emotional roller coaster for some people. And for me, seeing that, and I can visually see it because I'm, 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 we're not sitting next to each other. That's been one of the most incredible things is I've been able to do all of this over Zoom. And have powerful, intimate, detailed conversations. Yeah. And I always used to think I need to be in person with these people for a good interview to happen. That is not the case for sure. That's not the case. And people have been very uh, sort of taken back by how deep this has taken them in their own journey without sort of expecting that it was a, it was it's sort of yeah yeah I'll come on your show Amy that'd be great and then suddenly they're thrust into a space where they're really looking as you say inwardly on themselves about what it is they're doing and why they're doing it and that has been as I say a very reaffirming process for a lot of people so talk about from your perspective what that means for you well that's exactly what I want to achieve I just want to allow people to have that space. And that's what I'm doing. I don't say very much when I'm interviewing these people that they're in flow and I'm, I'm literally steering them. And I'm, I'm coming from a perspective of thinking, someone's listening to this. What is it they would like to know now? What is it they're, they're thinking they would be asking in the, at this particular point? So that's the space I come from. And I, I'm thinking from an audience perspective, wow, okay, so that's really interesting. And But why did they do that? Or how did that happen? Or what was their reason for? And so that's the space that I'm thinking in real time. So I will spend 10 minutes beforehand of speaking with my guests, you know, warming them up, just making sure that they're comfortable in the space and, and really relaxed. And then we will go into this, re- as you say, really deep conversation very quickly. And this, what that then does is I know that that's going to inspire people because it's asking those questions that people might want to ask themselves. And I say might, because some people aren't prepared to always do that. It's, it's a tough question. Why is one of the hardest questions to ask? And it, it evokes a lot of emotion quite often. But what I have found really interesting from this is that I've now been approached by companies So companies want to talk to me on the podcast about their why. It's not just individuals. And I've been approached from companies that have been linked to the podcast that I've had so far. And I'm really excited about that. So from having an idea. So so from being in a situation that knowing your current medium about property was coming to an end. And then we're less than what, two months later, three months at tops. What can you now see as the potential opportunity for building this as a brand? for yourself and the podcast as an entity in itself? Do you know, it's going to be led by people and it's already being led by people right now. This, I think I said in my first episode, I forget now, it's so many ago that I, I released it, but I hope I said it because this podcast is not nece- is, is not about me. It's, it's about what people want and how they want this to be delivered. And I'm responding to that. I'm listening to what they're saying and I'm taking it into the space where it needs to be. And it's because this podcast is about focusing on why, why people do what they do. And so that is exactly what I will be doing. I will be focusing on why people are doing what they're doing and what difference that's going to be to inspire them, to empower them, to uplift them and make a difference. So I'm already seeing this organically move into a, d- a direction that I I knew might happen, but not as fast as this. I mean, we literally are a month down the line from the concept launch. of it, from the launch. So two months from the concept now. And I'm allowing that freedom, that flexibility, because I'm a planner. 
And I like to know what's what's happening. I've got a fantastic Excel spreadsheet, which details everything about this entire, well, pretty much my entire life, to be fair, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, plans like nobody else. Yeah, I do. Note taking Um, is exceptional. Yeah, I do. I love note taking. I love journaling. And I've been journaling every day since the 6th of December, 2016, without fail. And that that has been an incredible process because you, you talk about getting visible. If I look back, of how I've become visible to a global audience from that first date when I used to have very small goals, but at the time they were big goals. Mm -hmm. They meant a lot to me at that time. And I don't underestimate those. I don't devalue them because at the time that was as big as I could think. And as my growth and my journey has evolved, I have been able to think bigger, to, to dream bigger, and not only dream, but actually put it into fruition. And that for me has just been incredible. So for someone then who thinks, I don't, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my why is. Where do they start? So it's a multifaceted approach. There are so many different elements to it. And it, and I want them just to not worry about the fact that they don't know what their why is, because that is super normal. And it's going to take several well, do you know what? Some people come on the podcast and they say, I don't know what my why is. So you may not ever reach that point. So it could take days, it could take weeks, it could take years, it could take a lifetime. But the point is, is that you are just taking responsibility for your thoughts and your dreams and your life. And you're not just living that autopilot. You're not existing. For me, it's all about seizing every day, seizing every moment, making the most out of the relationships that you have with people, making the most out of the family, the time that you have. I recorded a podcast with someone the other day and they said that children spell love, T-I-M-E. It's all about the time that you have with them. And, and that means so much to me. It's all about the time that I have with people and what difference I can make for them. So when you are thinking about what it is you want to do in life, I do think that the, the Ikigai approach is a fabulous way to start to think about. And it's just understanding who you are, what you want to be, who you can help and why you want to do that. And understanding where you'd like to be and what you'd like to have at the end of your lifetime, what you'd like to look back on and say, I am so proud of what I've done because I went for it. It just makes me really smile. And I'm sure that that's how many of the listeners will will be today. Again, it's that chance to take pause. So if any of you are listening and you've enjoyed this episode, then let me or Amy or both of us know. So Amy... Where's the best place to come and find you? Well, I am now everywhere. So (laughs) I am on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, a little bit on Twitter. And I have got a website, but you're not going to find me there. You're going to find me on the the social media platforms. And please connect. It'd be great to to hear about what has inspired you, what, what is it you do and why you do it. I've got a great Facebook group called Focus on Why. And it's a lovely community filled with people who are talking about what they do and why they do it. And what I want to just reiterate here is that Amy had an idea not that long ago and she's put it into action. And because you trusted that and put it into action, the sky is the limit. The wheels are off. The brakes are off. So thank you so much for coming on to the show today, Amy. It's been really insightful and I hope that it has made people just stop, pause and reflect. I hope you've loved this episode with Amy Rowlinson today. And I definitely recommend you check out her podcast, Focus on Why, if you haven't already. And just to remind you that we are turning the tables on this conversation. And Amy is going to be giving me a good grilling about why I do what I do. 
And I can tell you now that that conversation takes me into a different place than you normally hear me. So that episode is coming out as part of my 100 celebrations, which kickstart on the 2nd of July. And Amy's episode will be released on Friday, the 3rd of July. And finally, before we wrap up today, I want to just remind you that the doors to my mastermind are now open. It's a six-month mastermind with just 15 people. It is for action takers who are committed and determined to make their business up level. So if you think that's you, head over to apply. It is by application only and I will not be taking everybody. You want to head over to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash mastermind. And the link is in the show notes wherever you're listening today. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.